the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Seth Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Schote. Thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manti Hurricane football. I'm joined, as always, by Manti football head coach Seth Shakir. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. We're happy you're here as well, and obviously happy after uh, last week uh, victory, another good one, uh, and, and another tally in the district uh, notch there to make us 2-0 and in the district. We beat Sarasota Sailors 52 52- to 14 last Friday night. Uh, give us your overall thoughts and evaluation of last week's game. Well, I was excited about how hard the kids play. That's always first and foremost I always look at is do we play hard and are we decisive in our decision and what we're doing. So I was excited about that. I was excited about the points we were able to put up on offense. Uh, defensively, I was happy with the turn. We got three turnovers. Uh, then we scored on one. And then, of course, I was in the kicking game. They tried a fake punt on us. We snuffed that out. I was happy about that. Then, of course, you know, it's getting a field goal and stretching that thing from seven point to a ten-point lead, making a two-point game and kind of giving us a little bit of even more inside of what we needed to do. Uh, we'll talk first, you know, offensively. This is now um, several games in a row now of, of scoring 40 points or more. Uh, looks like we're, we're starting to roll offensively, getting, you know, knock on wood, of course, getting yeah. uh, getting the offensive line, you know, especially it seems like they're gelling more and more and more as we continue to move. And same with Jay Sprzowski, looking at his play, uh, throws for right around, I think, 250 yards um, in the game and made some really heady plays, I thought, with, with getting out of some, some – probably some sacks there a couple plays i think it was almost back-to-back plays um just talk about his progression a little bit before we start talking about everybody else on offense how, how, how do we see jace do we look i mean I, I don't think if and i didn't look at the stats before the the uh podcast here but uh, i don't think we're throwing any more than we have been in any kind of game plan Actually, it just seems less. like it's really working just really well as we're throwing less than what we did early in the year because I think that's a true byproduct of having Napoleon and having Tyson healthy and ready to go. And, and then also, you know, it's being able to be efficient up front on the offensive line. But I think Jace is really, he just looks like a quarterback who is learning. You know, he's learned from early on in the year about what he needed to do and how he needed to do it. And then he's actually applying those things now. People don't realize, you know, as a sophomore, he had never played varsity before. He wasn't like he had a freshman and he was getting some you know, some snaps in late in the year and then kind of really getting prepared and ready. So his first live game experience, you know, came, you know, first game. You know, we didn't have a kickoff classic to warm up, no nothing, get ready for. So he was just trying to, he was learning and go like they say, experience is the best teacher. So with him, I think that's just the best thing. He's really applying what he's learning and processing it. And then, you know, he's really been working hard. I think him, Coach Green, and Coach Jones have just been doing a good job of just every single week improving and getting better and focusing on the things that he's good at 
and then just building on top of those. I know it's just some talking to some of the folks over the weekend and throughout the beginning of this week, you know, the talk of, of Jason, a lot of it's been his, his ability to, to be pretty accurate with the ball. Um, you know, we, we went out with without a turnover again last week. Whenever you do that, you got a pretty good chance of winning, yep. winning games. Whether it's interception or fumbles, we really haven't seen a whole lot of turnover since really the first part of the season, I think, after the bye week. Um, talk a little bit about Jaden uh, Corbett, the emergence of him. And, and he's had now a couple games over 100. He almost hit 200 last week. Week, um, had a, had one that was about 75, 80 yard reception touchdown. But he's a junior, yeah. someone that probably I don't think he played varsity last year no. with us. So he's emerging on the scene now. And and talk a little about what you know. Is it the hard work that he's put in? Um, is it some scheme stuff? And, and talk a little about his emergence. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, uh, but more importantly, I think it's his hard work. You know, he works hard. Everything that we do, he lifts. He pushes himself in the weight room. He does a great job in conditioning. Uh, every day he, he practices the entire practice, goes full speed and goes hard. He loves to play scout team and just compete and go against the other guys. So he just always tries to get better and improve, and I think that just shows on him what he's doing on the field. Um, just we'll stick with the offensive side of the ball real quick, and, and we may touch on it at the end of the podcast. Looking forward to this week. But if we were without a couple of receivers with Chris Rady out and, and also Jaleel Duncan. Yeah. Was it injury that they were out, and, and yeah. how do they look now? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jaleel will be back this week, and okay. Chris probably be out a couple more weeks. Okay. Uh, so, of course, we had Markel out, too, Jackson. So, we were kind of little bit thin with well and you know what was a little frustrating on offensively is is we've seen what we've done the past couple of games and we've had you know three running backs healthy and harris and phelps and and williams um phelps maybe got a little dinged up came back ended up wrapping up and actually caught a touchdown for us anyway so looks like he's probably okay napoleon it looked like it could have been a knee everyone said was texting me is it the knee again nah, is it the knee nah, again and he's okay he's fine good good so having those three guys back again next this week you know coming friday will be will be huge for our offense looking at the defense uh from last week uh you know batty came in with uh average like 150 yards a game somewhere roughly around that we held him to about 43 45 yards um in the in, his, in the rushing attack so it really created them to be one-dimensional have to throw the ball a little bit uh their quarterback coming back is it was is not it was not as accurate um and some of that how, how do you uh, what was it that you saw that really enabled us to stop their their rushing attack and make them one dimensional? Well, I think uh, I think the thing that our defensive line did a good job of resetting the line of scrimmage, uh, and I think that kind of took away uh, later in the game. You know, his him being able to lead his RPO a little bit. He wanted to be as clear as they were before because we were kind of in his face, so he couldn't really follow through. It's, it's, I shouldn't say we're in his face; we were in his lap. <laughs> yeah, he was talking. <laughs> So I think that helped uh, us a lot, and it, it made him make his reads a little bit quicker and faster and, and really kind of took away uh, their run game just, just based off us resetting the line of scrimmage. I don't think it was him more than anything because just the scheme that they were running because it was like if they were, we were holding back, they were going to get it. If we got too deep, then they were passing. So I just think it was just more on their scheme and what they were trying to do. A little bit about their scheme, and, and we talked about that RPO, and, and I thought the first couple series he read it pretty well, and the first series they drove down and scored on us. Um, talk a little bit about what that means, RPO. We're run pass option, of course, and who is he reading? Um, and, and as a secondary, um, you know, we, we gave him a little bit of cushion there to give him those slants. Is there anything that defensively, is it the secondary or is it some linebacker play as well, some safety play, whichever one can help with that RPO read? Well, uh, first and foremost, um, 
we, we, we just based off with him being in the game, they were a heavy 21 and 20 personnel team for the most part, but their fullback was injured to my understanding. So they kind of switched up and did a lot more than what they were used to doing. Uh, so I think our kids, you know, we, we saw we were able to get some reps at it, but I don't think we were able to get as many reps as we needed to during the week because we were just preparing for a lot of other things. So I think that first drive, once they understood and saw what was going on, then they were able to settle down and get some of those things in. And a lot of it's just technique work, you know, just, just technique and us just being focused and disciplined on doing the things we need to do. Um, I know in the scouting report, last thing just from last week, and we'll move on to look at this week in Kissimmee Osceola, but I know last week in the scouting report we talked about special teams. Special teams has been has been really a major emphasis, obviously, for us all year, as it, as it usually is. Um, but you go back and you look at last week's in the scouting report, you mentioned you know they, got, they had two really good returners, number four and number two. Um, Keandre Collins, I, I don't even know if he caught a ball last week and did much of anything against us. And obviously the other one was, was Batty. So um, impressed that really – Special team wise, we, they didn't really have anything going for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're very proud of that. You know, of course, we got Coach Dallas who does a phenomenal job with our kicking and our returning game. And uh, just you know, our kids are just taking so much pride in it and really taking it to another level. And really, just more importantly than anything, those guys have just really just rallied around each other and pushed and took pride in what they're doing and how they're doing it. Well, it was a great it was a great win um, with uh, getting two and zero in the district and looking forward to this week to Kissimmee Osceola. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand one more set of bench presses and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid coming soon the hurricane champions foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon. Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Joining me now again is head coach Yusef Shakir as we preview this week's game for Friday against the Kissimmee Osceola Cowboys. They come in uh, to Hawkins Stadium with a record of 6-1. and one. Uh, We faced in the last couple of years, coach, in the playoffs and split them one game apiece. Uh, both times been on the road there to, to face them. And really what a difference the first year was. I mean, you're in your first year playing them and then coming in the second year and then beating them. Um, give us your overall thoughts of this year's Osceola squad as you prepare for them for Friday. Well, they they run their wing too. They're going to be physical. They're going <laughs> to run the ball. Uh, they usually have a phenomenal defensive line that has not changed this year uh, at all. Uh, so, and the quarterback is back. He's an athlete. Uh, he really is a special kid with the ball in his hand. And he even plays some receiver too now. So, uh, we just have to go out and got to make sure we're physical as possible. That's the thing. Kissimmee got to match their physicality. Now, I played them a couple years back. 
uh, too. So you match their physicality, you got a shot. Well, that's that's probably one of the reasons why we schedule them. And and I was talking to Coach Green earlier in the year, and he says he ever since he's been on your staff, he loves you love to schedule somebody that's got a wing T, double wing type look, because most of the time in the playoffs you're going to see it somewhere. If you want to make a run yep. and go to the state championship, you're going to see it somewhere. Coach, well, thank you for coming out again today. We look forward to seeing everybody uh, Friday night, 7:30 kickoff. As always, thanks for tuning in, and go Canes, go! Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.